yes indeed lord oh sacred head that was wounded with grief and pain way down we thank you for our lord and savior jesus christ who has who offered himself as a sacrifice in our place and thank you that we can be reminded of his body and blood that was shared for us through this wonderful uh, means of grace the lord's supper lord we pray that we may look to him that we may examine our hearts this afternoon and receive the lord's table in faith help us lord to look to you we ask that you may forgive us of all our sins that you may cleanse us of every unrighteousness these things we pray in jesus name amen let's turn to psalm chapter 51 I shall read the first 12 verses. I shall consider verse 10, 11, and 12. Psalm chapter 51. To the choir master, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly, from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against you you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment behold I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me behold you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take me not, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. This is a psalm that teaches us the true nature of repentance. The evil one manufactures all kinds of false repentance. And as we come to the Lord's table, we must examine ourselves whether we exhibit true repentance. From verse 7 to 12, David is longing for an assurance, for an assurance that his sin has been forgiven. His concern is not only for his sins forgiven, but also to have a relationship with God. You see, true repentance longs for lasting obedience. True repentance longs for steadfast obedience you see you're not only looking for forgiveness of what you've done in the past you're looking for a righteous life from this point onward see repentance is a true regret for what we have done true repentance is a desire to put sin in the past it's not surprising here what sin has done to david over and over again he prays, Lord, wash me, cleanse me, purge me, blot out 
all my sin, all my iniquities. You see, David's sin had left its mark. And he wanted that stain to be removed. Sin had stained his character. It had stained his testimony. It had stained his mind. It had stained his conscience. Sin had stained his heart. <clears throat> and you read in these verses, and you think this is a man who is a stranger to God. You see, this is where sin leads us. Repeated sin leads us to a place where we lose assurance. You start to wonder whether you're a believer or not. Because he says, renew a right spirit in me, cast me not away from your presence. You see, it was from his heart that sin had arisen. He says there, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. You see, it was sin came from his heart. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 18, but what comes out of your mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. Verse 19, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. You see, the things that proceed from our heart are the things that defile us. And out of the heart of David proceeded murder, proceeded fornication, proceeded adultery. It all came from his heart. And for a lasting obedience, we need a clean heart. We need a heart that has been cleansed. David acknowledges here that his greatest problem is not his environment. It was not even Bathsheba. As much as we live in a polluted, wicked world, as much as we live in a society where evil has permeated every part of our life, David acknowledges that his sin came from his heart. You see, after committing these sins, David deceived himself into thinking that he could get away with his sin. He was content to live for over a year without repenting of his sin. It was not until Prophet Nathan came and spoke those bold, chilling words, you are the man, that his sin was discovered. You see, the heart is very deceitful. Jeremiah 17, says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Understand it. I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. David did not know that his heart had deceived him. And in this verse, verse 10, David realizes that he has a wicked heart. He has a deceptive heart. That out of his heart proceeded blasphemy, lying, murder, adultery, fornications. And he needed the Lord to do something. Hence the word, creating me a clean heart, O God. You see, the heart is capable of committing immense wickedness. It is stained with awful sin. It is praying to God, give me a new heart. 
see how sinful is our heart indeed. We sing, Oh, for a heart to praise my God, a heart from sin set free, a heart that is sprinkled with blood so freely shed for me, a heart resigned, submissive, meek, my great Redeemer's throne, where only Christ is hard to speak, where Jesus reigns alone, a heart lowly, contrite, heart, believing true and clean. Here was David's desire. He desired a clean heart. He recognized that if there was any change that was needed in his life, it needed to happen in his heart. You see, if the heart is right with God, then everything else will be right. David's heart was not right with God, and he knew it. He saw himself as unclean, as unworthy. Because of our sin, all of us have a deceptive heart, a wicked heart. And have we felt like David that we need a clean heart? Have we felt like Paul the Apostle who says in Romans 7, Oh wretched man I am. David recognizes that a work needed to be done in his heart. It had to be a deep work. He realized that the heart was the problem. It was not enough for him to have an outward change. It was not enough for him to make promises that he was not going to do those sins again. No, he needed a deep work which had to be done in his heart. And this work needed to be divine. Only God can do it. Only God can give you a clean heart. You see, it's the corruption of our sin nature that leads us to sin. For a tr true child of God, once we are convicted of our sin, we do not want to go back to that sin. That is true repentance. David recognizes he had a wicked, corrupt heart. And the only way to keep him distance from the sin is to ask for a pure heart. You see, having a pure heart will prevent me from falling into sin over and over again. He's looking for holiness. His desire is desiring for purity in his life. He dreaded what had happened. And then he says, Cast me not away, verse 11, from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. See, David had seen what had happened to Saul, the king. You can remember, Saul was overtaken with another spirit. And that was when Saul began to fail. And he's telling God, do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take away your Holy Spirit from me. You see, if David's prayer is, do not cast me off. And for a Christian to continually live in sin, 
they are not sure whether they are Christians. They begin to lose their assurance. Sometimes people think that because I'm saved, I can do whatever pleases me. But you see here, David understood the ravages of sin. Cast me not away from your face. You see, to be cast away from God is to be abandoned forever. You see, that is the plight of the ungodly. The ungodly are cast away forever from the presence of God. You see, it was a horrific thing what sin had done to David. For you to lose the presence of God, to be abandoned, to never feel again the presence of God again in your life. Brethren, we have to be grateful that we have a blessing of repentance of our sin. And that God loves us. He shall never cast us away. True child of God will never want the Holy Spirit taken away from them. And David had lost many things because of his sin. He had lost a lot materially and spiritually. And he had also lost his joy in the Lord. He says in verse 12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. You see, the joy that can only come from God's salvation. A man who had written many of the Psalms had lost his joy. He could no longer say, I praise you God with all my heart. He could no longer say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. All that had gone when you committed this sin with Bathsheba. See, no one is more miserable on the face of the earth than someone who is cast away from God. He has no joy. He has no presence of God. And the Lord is not his strength because the joy of the Lord is our strength. David prays, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Restore to me, uphold me, support me, lean upon me. Because when he was committing murder, he was leaning on his own understanding. And right now he's praying, Lord, let me lean on you. David did not want to become a slave to sin. Unless the Lord deals with our heart. Calvin says it is the perpetual, the heart is the perpetual factory of sin. God has to deal with it or else it will continue to spew all out all the field. Unless it is clean, unless, unless it is purified, it still continue to offend God. And so I ask you, are you constantly going back to your sinful ways? Cry to the Lord Jesus Christ to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And if you have a clean heart, you'll want to have a steadfast spirit in you. 
and the Holy Spirit strengthens us. And so David is asking God to send his Holy Spirit to strengthen his inner being so that he can withstand external pressure. So true repentance is, I do not want this to ever happen again. There's a desire for a permanent holiness, a steadfast obedience. If you're a Christian, you know that it's not okay for you to live in sin. That's not biblical Christianity. Because when God comes to live inside your heart, he changes your heart. So that you do not want to live a life of sin. You want to live a life of righteousness. And may the Lord help us to pray to him to renew a right spirit in us. To give you a steadfast spirit. You must recognize that you cannot change yourself. Inside your heart is a factory of sin itself. It's only God who can do that work. We cannot change ourselves. The leopard cannot change its skin. The Ethiopian cannot change the color of his skin. Our heart loves sin. And we must ask the Lord Jesus Christ to bring a change in our heart, to divorce our heart from sin.